Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. I'm Ann Harder, and we're going to talk local music. You know, I love to talk about local musicians and hear their stories. And I have none other than Johnny Bradshaw in the studio with me. It is so good to have you here. You know, you've celebrated more than 50 years playing music. Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. It was a great article that uh, Carl Hoover wrote a few years back yeah, when you exactly. celebrated your 50th. I see. That was in uh, I think, 2015. I was going to say 2015. That so it's so, been a few years ago. We're up to 56, stretching 57. <laughs> well, you know, it was interesting reading his article, and that's that you you never really were a professional musician. You got close to it. But well, have kind of been happy to, to not be a professional musician? Well, uh, early in the Starlight career with Phil Duckett, we went to Nashville a few times mm-hmm. just to see, try to get some of his music uh, done. And then I got, I thought, you know, I don't think I'd want to live. I'd rather be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And I've always, as you know and people know, I've always been at the, the local, so when I say local, Central Texas music scene. Yeah. That's when we started MACT. You know, we had our, our little radio show. We had Brian's Born, Texas Born Dance, and then the reason for the stars over Texas, just promoting the 50, 60, 70 miles around Waco, the music, the talent, as you know, the talent level we yeah. have. But oh, now, my goodness, yes. There was a time uh, I did the road thing mm-hmm. uh, right after the Starlights, and it was 81, 82, 83, the, the Night Owls. So we were have to be pro- real professional, watch everything you do, traveling, worried about everything. And I decided real, after about two years, I didn't want any more of that either. I yeah, it's got to be a hard life. What little I did, it, mm-hmm. it, a lot of people go to it. They like it, and that's right. what they want to do. But I like being a weekend warrior. And there was some times on the weekends was seven or eight times a month. But uh, still, yeah, I am local. Yeah, your beautiful wife, Barbara, she big supporter. Oh, she's been just great for me. We uh, always like putting her out front somewhere, taking money or, or doing something because yeah. she's easier on the eyes than, than I might be. So, <laughs> yeah, Barbara's been a – we've been married 39 years Well, you 39 know, because it can, be, it can be a stress, you know, on a marriage when, she, when you're kind of also married to the she's band. Heard, <laughs> she's heard all those phone calls I was making when we first started MACT, yeah. just – 
calling musicians. Are you talking about the McLennan, the, I want to say music. McLennan, the Music Association of Central Texas. Exactly. And um, you you helped found that. I did find it. Yeah, so when when was that? Well, that was in from, ni- from 98, 1998 and 99, mm-hmm. I, I was on the phone calling people to see what they thought, putting out to get them with Carl Hoover. And so our first meeting was March 11th of 99 at the Melody okay. Ranch. About 25 people showed up. Mm-hmm. So we had another meeting. So we had meetings every month from that, and we didn't know what we were going to call it at the time. Didn't know if we were going to have anything at the time. Our official name when we got to be a 501c3 right. was about two years later when we named it Music Association of Central Texas. Mm-hmm. M-A-C-T. And I just recently had a, had a big yeah. festival, music festival, so down in Salado and, and prior to that. Big block party on Austin Avenue and Monica Shannon and Monica, Top and Tamara Clark and right, Casey Stanislaw on the, now the on this show, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and so they're kind of taking the taking the mantle, well, if you will, I'm, of what you started. I'm so thankful. I had a lot of people helping me back then, and there was been. I guess I was president ten out of the first seventeen years, mm-hmm. but there was people like Jim Guest and Bill Garrick and Wes Harden and. Mike Donahue and James Hurst were all presidents for a year or, or so, Brad Vaughn. So there's been a lot of people who took the been reins. Involved. Right. It's good to see it continuing because it's all about supporting the live music in Central Texas. Well, of course, live musicians uh, with COVID, you know, really had a, had a tough time of yeah, it. Yeah, Especially that. those that, that try to make their living playing music. Well, even I'll tell you what, part-timers uh, – you, you depend on well that little extra income buys a mm-hmm. bag of groceries or two and if you're playing enough and uh you can pay some bills with it when it's gone it's 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 gone yeah and, uh, so yeah but we talked about how that that did provide a, a nice little break for some creativity yes. doing you know and let's talk about the local music scene the local you know uh original music I guess this is considered Texas country <laughs> as what, as far as what you, you all do, right? Well, uh, when you say you all, you mean my band? You, or yeah, the, your band. No, and... we we don't mess with uh, original music. We, okay. we're, we're a cover dance band. I've been okay. proud to be a cover dance band. And uh, we play some of the, like Don Crumb is in my band now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's written several, many songs. I think Gary P. Nunn put one out. Really? I used to play his music along with a lot of other local music on my show back in 2005 mm-hmm. to 2013. Of course, Brian Thomas was a big part of that. But I, I, I've never been one to, I don't write songs, uh, but uh, I like to promote those who do. Right. I like to help those people. And uh, so... As uh, far as being an original artist, no, I'm not a singer-songwriter. I'm a singer-drummer-promoter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do a great job at that and, and have uh, had great success with Stars Over Texas Jamboree. Nine, and, nine and a half years before COVID came in and stopped yeah, us. I know. I know, really, yeah, because you have a faithful fan support. We we did. We do. Mm-hmm. You figured nine and a half years at Lee Lockwood like we did every month. 115 consecutive monthly shows. Some are not as well attended as we liked, and none of us bought uh, fancy cars because <laughs> the partners were you, the last ones on the pay line. You know? <laughs> they get paid, yeah. You pay your and musicians, then, yeah. Then when we got with the Hippodrome uh, in June, that was first few shows were really good, mm-hmm. and they're great people down there. What a great venue oh, to yeah. put on a show. Such I mean, a historic place. Historic place, and it was good up there. 
But, you, you know, you got pros and cons of each venue that you add. Mm-hmm. And our older crowd, we have an older demographics. It's, we have to persuade them while well, there is adequate parking down there. Yeah, there there and, is, but they may not think that. Yeah, we we try to educate on that. And uh, just a lot of things that mm-hmm. go back and forth when you're selecting a venue for your show. We're right. Stars Over Texas Jamboree, we've traveled a little bit, and we have some plans maybe of, if we get the proper backing that, take it around the state a little bit more, but that's not going to happen for a while. First, we have to establish ourselves back mm-hmm. in our hometown here. Yeah, see, I remember like Johnny High Music Review. Are you familiar I, with that one? Yes, I, I used to go is see. Is he still, I mean, I don't know. Johnny High passed I was going to say ago. he probably is not still with us. The last, the, when we first started our show, Terry Roller and, uh, and uh, Andy Thomas, mm-hmm. who was important in the reason we started Stars Over Texas to begin with, we went to uh, where Johnny High's show was now uh, located uh, all the time. They didn't travel anymore, and he, and he had passed. And I think his daughter or his son had taken over. He was in Arlington. Oh, okay. And we went there to just to check it out to see what it's like. And uh, we had a couple of ladies who uh, attended our show. In fact, the three of us had a double date. You know, we had um, kind of Wanda and Lou. Uh, Great ladies, fans of ours. And so it was the five of us. I checked with my wife, make sure we could have a double date. <laughs> and we five went up there and saw the Johnny High show. I'd mm-hmm. seen him at the Heart um, of Texas uh, Coliseum before. Yeah, I think I saw one of his shows mm-hmm. at the Hippodrome, maybe. But, yeah, to have that kind of uh, a vehicle, if you will, for musicians to be able to kind of showcase their talents, sort of a – a mini Grand Ole Opry, I guess, in well, a way, you know, a local version of that. There's a lot. Uh, there were. There's less now. We're one of the yeah, few uh, right. of these jamborees, or you call them operas, all around the state. Uh, of course, Jim Guess, when we was forming our team, original team with Andy and Terry Roller, who had come to some MACT functions and talked to Terry about being our, one of our first partners. Then Jim Guess came back to town from Branson. And, you know, Jim's history is the band leader out of Temple, but also starting in the late 70s with Reba McIntyre. Maybe not starting, but he's in, was in a band who backed Reba McIntyre mm-hmm. in the early days. Saw Jim. I said, oh, I said I need, and I, so we nabbed him because I wanted a, more of a music guy. Then after some people left, then we got Ralph Sparks about yeah. six months later. And you know what a what a treat. <laughs> I know. What a treat he that guy is. He was just a joy. He's a showman, but... Yes. Yeah, what a great what a great musician he and is. singer. So, Just so much fun. So Stars Over Texas, uh, yeah, we want to help uh, get more publicity for local. Plus, we have a house band and uh, uh, backup singers. And Terry Roller has been really good at finding some new talent. I, mm-hmm. I seem to get set a lot on people I know, people who are maybe more veterans. I look for young talent, but Terry, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So uh, Danielle Reed and... Uh, Megan Brucker, and several others for a while is bringing several younger, talented people to our show. And um, we want to get back to that Mm -hmm. once we get things settled more so. Yeah, yeah, and still kind of a little bit bit in limbo, I guess, in a way. Um, But gosh, so many great shows. I've been just so honored to sing on a few of your shows with you, and it's just been a a, a lot of fun. Things change, though. Musicians change. People get older. and um, I like to invite people. To, you know, with the, as you, we've talked about, we got the Christmas show uh, edition that we're 
good lineup and things we're trying to decide right now because you know COVID is still lingering a little bit. I, yeah, it's hard to and, to determine if folks are still very concerned about being our, in crowds. I think our demographics, uh, which is the over fifty five yeah. or maybe the over sixty five crowd, are a little more concerned what than what younger people. Maybe so. Yeah, we're all hoping so, but. Uh, so it's 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 fun, and uh, we try to keep it going, and we're going to continue. Uh, by the way, go to, to the, these stars over Texas Jamboree and like our Facebook page, and yeah, make and sure you, you get all the information on sure upcoming updated. shows. Terry, Terry Roller and I use that quite a bit. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about your background as a musician. When did you know you had a flair for music? Uh, I think didn't your dad? Well, well, you didn't fall far from the tree. No, it's true. My, my daddy is, um, his, in fact, his pictures on that wall at the Hippodrome. He was one of the, daddy was a t- about six foot six and a uh, tall left-handed fiddle player, Johnny Bradshaw. Seniors, how we did that because I'm Johnny Bradshaw also. But he had, uh, you know, played his fiddle during the Depression in Oklahoma. His parents were sharecroppers. And, but he moved to Texas in '46. He started playing some with the local people. So he had a band, Johnny Bradshaw and the Syntax Playboys. And I'm the oldest of the siblings. There's two boys and two girls. He wanted us all to be fiddle players. Well, my brother and I became drummers. My son became a drummer. I can play a few songs on the fiddle, but just for his, uh, we did a couple of reunions together. I can play parts. But uh, so when I was about 11 or 12, um, he had me start to play drums for him. I played little drums you know, here and there. And then at high school, um, the Veselkas, Kenneth Veselka and Ronnie Veselka and Jerry Veselka and Henry Veselka. I uh, know those names. Well, Henry and Jerry lived in China Spring, but they went to Riker. Mm-hmm. And their cousins was Ronnie and Kenneth Veselka. And so we formed the King Bees. I guess it was 65 and 66 that we had that. It was, you know, like four Catholics and a Baptist. <laughs> I went to E. Rath And that was kind of a rich time in local music. The Morticians starting up about that time. Oh, you right? had Morticians, not Bridge Quintet, and the Malibus. There's a that was a battle of the bands at the Heart of Texas Coliseum in '66, I think it was. And the Morticians won it. Not Bridge Quintet, I think, came in second. And that was that was several. In fact, Jim Chase was in one mm-hmm. of those bands. Did he play in one of those bands? Yes, he really? did. I've, oh. got, I've got I've got the I'm a I'm an archivist, a music archivist. Now on TV, they may call those hoarders, but <laughs> but uh, I keep a lot of musical stuff, and so I've still got the flyers from that event, which it, one of them named the the members of those bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a good thing. I think Shep Barrier. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, he had a music that. company. So anyway, yeah. so we did that for a couple of years, and I went off to college, Arlington State, one semester, came back to MCC. And about 69, Kenneth Veselka was starting to play some steel guitar and stuff with John Sarter and Bob Hill and David Slayton. And their drummer was going to be shipped off to Vietnam, 69. Yeah. So Kenneth told them about me, and I can't get into the Starlights. No Phil Duckett at that time, no Don Franks, no Gary Sciacca. That was later. And uh, so we had to join a union, or did join the union, and uh, – we got to figure who's going to be the leader. They all looked at me as I said, I guess it's you. So I wasn't a born leader, but I became the leader. <laughs> you figured it out. So I got us our first book in the Frontier Lounge, mm-hmm. out, which is no longer there. My father-in-law, uh, Reba, was my first wife, and her dad, uh, James Ray Blanton, would go to 
Frontier. He's one of their good customers out there. And E.B. and Lucille Farkin. Sam Farkin, I just had my hair cut yesterday by <laughs> Sam over there at Diamond Point Barbershop. So Starlight's got started, and we played mostly small places. And Now you say this was a cover band. We've always been a cover what band. What kind of music were you? We were playing country and rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've always been a cover band. Did you have like a song everybody wanted you to play? What was big? Oh, boy, early 70s, I... Now we we I don't think we take some requests, but most of the time we just had our own little mix. It was whatever wasn't the newer songs songs of the day, but some mm-hmm. uh, just classic country. Yeah. And then we did play in, in those days when the Melody Ranch was first built, Bruno Wafinowitz was wanting to put Buddy Moore out of business and Buddy Moore was across the street at the Western Club. And uh, so he built what is now the Melody Ranch it was in and he had different bands, and we were lucky. We got in. We weren't ready for that kind. Of, our band was not that good at that time, and uh, so we started playing Cleaver and other places. And finally, uh, when Phil, when uh, Kenneth Faselka's sister Cecilia started dating Phil Duckett, he's in the rock band Crystal. They, I tell you, they, you know, did some Alice Cooper songs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The, the Snake and the whole bit. Yeah, and Gary Scythe is in that band and <laughs> several others. He came to rehearsal about 76. He sang Make the World Go Away. Oh, in his, that's a great song. In his B.J. Thomas kind of voice he mm-hmm. had at the time. So we grabbed him, and later on, Gary Scythe and Don Franks came in on saxophone from Corsicana, and that's where the Starlights started being a house band at the Melody Ranch. And uh, it went on. We, we got to play in Silver Dollar North and South and Austin and Dancetown, USA and Houston, and for about put out four Eight-track tapes. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Some people would look at you like, a what? What's an eight-track? T-shirts, solo bunch. We were, mm-hmm. we were pretty big. And uh, then I went on to the Night Owls. We went on the road and stuff, and Starlights continued for a little while. But Yeah, well, there's more to the story. We're going to take a little break right now, and when we come back, we're going to hear more from Johnny Bradshaw about some of the great history of these uh, bands in Central Texas. Stay with us. <laughs> Hey, I'm Caroline, and this is Bloody Happy Hour, your newest true crime comedy podcast. So grab your favorite drink and join us every week for Thirsty Thursday. We promise to tell you the bloodiest stories and give you a laugh in between. Go find us, follow us, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. because guess what? We about to be sipping on some murder. This is Mandy and the F-Bomb, where we shed light on stories and invite you to find your place and purpose in the world of foster care. Through my involvement with families involved in foster care and being a foster mom myself, I've learned that it's the things that wreck us the most profoundly that can stitch us back together into the best purpose-filled versions of ourselves. Tune in to Mandy and the F-Bomb. It's stories that invite you in to find your place and purpose in the world of foster care. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts or at roguemedianetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And we're back with Johnny Bradshaw hearing about some of the great 
history of local music in Central Texas. Now, you tell me there was a club under the old Cox's building in downtown Waco. About uh, 80, 80, 81, uh, I, Bill McCoy had sold the Melder Ranch. He sold it to some people out of Temple, and a lot of us didn't tend to get along with them very well. So I thought, well, let's just put them out of business. <laughs> I'm a funny man. <laughs> so uh, we found out about this place. We called it the Western Palace when we opened it, but it had been a, a, a black club. Mm-hmm. And they'd went out of business. It was really nice, big dance floor. Um, but we were trying to fight the stigma of downtown. Right. And we actually. Because that was kind of. That was during the era of the, the brain dead days, if yes. you remember. Yes. But Sam Jack Molasson said, Downtown Waco is brain dead. And of course, it's not that way anymore. No. And so, but see, we thought at that time that downtown was going to make a comeback. Right. So we were about thirty-five. It, we were about thirty-five years early. Just we were, a little we're, ahead we're of your time. Visionaries. You visionaries, were, no yes. question about it. <laughs> no question about so, it. So uh, we had the club for a short while, and then the night owls. We formed the night owls after that to go on the road. Was getting booked around the state of Texas, and and that band was Kenny Tynes and uh, Ronnie Rogers, and Jimmy Jones, Don Franks, Curly Thomas, Phil Duckett, and I. That only lasts a couple of years. A great band. I got some of that on my YouTube channel. You might want to go listen mm-hmm. to some wise, some I'm not say great musicians, but we were mostly top A personalities. And you really need to have some more laid back people in your band. <laughs> and we didn't. But we got great memories uh, of that. And then I formed the Bradshaw Gang. That was my longest lasting band from 83 to 2010. We mm-hmm. had the Bradshaw Gang playing once a month at the Melody Ranch for about 15 years and playing around. My dad, of course. My son would play some. My brother would play some. And I had probably 40 different musicians in that band. And then I was going to stop playing music because we started putting the Stars Over Texas Jamboree together, 2010. And uh, we started it. And then about three months later, Andy Thomas said, Johnny, I've always wanted to have a band. Would you help me form a band? So that's how we have Out of the Blue now. Mm-hmm. Out of the Blue. Andy, he he got five in five years. He got all he wanted of me and the music business. So <laughs> he did five years worth. And after fifty five years, I'm still going. But so we have uh, my band now is out of the blue. One thing I I missed out is out there in the middle, Rita Jones and Mike Jones had always been friends of mine, and only they had their own band back in the seventies and eighties. And she's he's a good singer, and she's quite a piano player. They had their own band. But they started coming to MACT, and they had some music they wanted me to listen. They wanted me to be the demo singer for a Bob Wills kind of song, Life's mm-hmm. Too Short Not to Live in Texas. It's a good song. And she had a bunch of songs, and they sent me as just of a joke, So Long, Texas, Hello, Mexico. I listened to that and told them, we got to do this one. <laughs> that was when illegal immigration was st- was a big topic of concern and mm-hmm. people well, kind of still is I- different opinions on that so it was a humorous song it wasn't meant to be mean to anybody but you know as you know, you know we got different kinds of publicity on that carl hoover wrote up an article and then the san antonio express had a front page article all of you nice folks here in town interviewed us uh, news talk stations around the nation interviewed us so I guess that's my my 15 minutes worth of fame. But I, <laughs> again, I didn't write the music. Right. Rita Jones, uh, on that CD we have, she wrote seven out of the ten songs. Got some good ones. She <laughs> Talking about 
I like supporting people who write the music. I mean, if it wasn't for people writing the music, you and I wouldn't have anything to say. That's right. So, that's right. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty quick. There's others, but we don't want to go into over the complete. <laughs> I got some jokes I could tell you and some <laughs> stories, but this is going to be a, a family podcast, so I better just. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll keep it as clean we'll as we it, can. Let's keep but, it family. But you do have, I think I read that you have <clears throat> um, have personas Johnny Tex and whose cousin Uncle Bubba Jr. the third. <laughs> uh, my dad and I at one time were doing Paul and Junior singograms. Mm-hmm. Uh, though we we it's easy for me to act like a big dumb hillbilly, and my daddy was tall. He put an overhauls on. He dragged one foot, come in with his fiddle. Sometimes he put it in the toe sack. But we we were hired to go do singograms to embarrass people, mm-hmm. and I like that. I had fun doing that. One of them is, uh, I can say it now, one of them is Dudley Haas. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody hired us to go to Dudley Haas's nice house on the lake. Oh, yeah. It was one of many Paul and Junior things we did. And uh, walk in during their dinner party as cousins. I was always somebody's <laughs> cousin. And I always would find different things about him that I could use. He was a gentleman. Oh, yes, tell he absolutely. You could yeah. tell he didn't want us there. And we did, we, <laughs> How do I get rid of these two guys? We, we sing and we uh, act. Did I, you really? I, oh, yeah, we, get up, we do songs. I do and, of course, I'm sure he never found out who hired you guys to go. No, uh, he, he, <laughs> he called me up a week later. Johnny, I sure enjoyed that. I would like to uh, send <laughs> a, a thank you present. A thank who, you who, note, yeah. Whoever hired you, I said, Dudley, no. <laughs> Not telling my lips. So we did Paul and Junior. That's my, funny. My dad passed in two thousand one, so I continued mm. the singogram as cousin Uncle pa- Uncle Bubba Junior the third, and I've done three or four skits, eight ten minute skits on the Stars Over Texas. One of them's on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mostly reading things, so I can't remember stuff like that. But if I've got a list to go by and ad lib from it. Just clean fun. Yeah, and I still do the singergrams. Not many lately, but it can be a different type of uh, anniversary or birthday or <laughs> yeah, you know something. Well, that's so you're staying very busy, no question about that. Yeah, could always use more. I also could use more mm-hmm. business. But I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, this. I say busy. Yeah, I stay busy. You you have a profession though. I'm tell a, me what you do. I tell people music is my life, but insurance is my living. Okay, and there you go. Of course, I'm doing the. I retired out of insurance, but I kept my license. But six years ago, I got in into back into it, at a, at a suggestion of a good friend of mine, Jim Anderson, who had booked the starlight back the starlights on our 45, 45 RPM. Mm-hmm of a song that James Hand wrote in uh, 19... Well, he wrote it, and we put it out in 1976. So Jim Anderson had, was with Anderson Kent. And they do... Um, we do a lot of different things, and several people there other than me. But we do the Medicare Advantage. We mm-hmm. sit at clinics and... And it's at, very confusing stuff. And people that are reaching that age uh, of Medicare, they they need some guidance, well, I can it, tell you. It's to help that we sit at the clinics and send it to Walmarts and HEVs. So mm-hmm. when people have questions in an unpressured-like situation, in fact, they, right. uh, they're very strict. Everybody's very strict. The government is very strict on how you approach and talk to people. So it's, it's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. I've been doing that for 40-something years, insurance life or, or whatever. Well, I'm so glad, though, that you have – Pursued your passion of music and uh, have so many great stories to tell. Thank you for sharing 
well, those with you. us. But I like to end these visits with a questionnaire. It's similar to the one the late, great J- James Lipton would use on Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm. I don't know if you remember that TV show. But he would ask these questions. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Mm-hmm. Family. What is your least favorite word? Hmm. <laughs> Pressure. Yeah. I don't, at my age now, I don't like, I like being active, but I don't want to be under pressure anymore to perform. I like to, I yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not a nice person when I'm under too much pressure anymore. <laughs> used to love it. Now, oh, I know. We, we lived a, under I'm pressure. A, I'm a one track mind. Let's get this done. And yeah, get things, get things handled. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? At age 74, <laughs> what turns me on? Well, I enjoy, as far as back to the music, I enjoy a, a performance that the people are, you could tell they're into their music, whatever it is, if, whether it's doing a cover music that they love or doing an original song they'd love is see that they're really into it. They're responding. The, yeah. yeah, and then also one of the things you like is when you have a receptive crowd. A lot of people are learning this. If you give a good entertainer some applause, and uh, they'll give you more You know, if you show yeah. them that you like them. Yep. Also by paying the cover charge when you go. <laughs> <laughs> that helps too. <laughs> what turns you off then creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Not paying the cover charge. <laughs> well, there, I'm, I'm. I don't want to be cruel here. There's some people that they think they're a musician, and uh, there needs to be more uh, buffer zone sometimes between those who think they are and those that are. And of course, that's that's a hard. Everybody's got their own opinion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one reason I've, I, I knew it was time for me to start backing out of MACT. Because Top and Tamara Clark came in, and they really had an open mind a lot of things. And then Monica Shannon came in. I don't think she's great. But um, I never would have put art in with music. I I, I was uneducated. After I saw what they did downtown, I said, wow. And then this music arts festival, wow. Yeah, great crossover there. And so that's a good thing, Mm -hmm. that uh, more open-minded people. I was... Uh, plus, I, I kept the music association to th- four or five genres. I did not think, I didn't want to have hard rock or rap in it. If I was there now, I still wouldn't want to. Yeah. Wes Harden came along at that time. He was president. He brought it in, and it, it made us a stronger, larger organization. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I sure didn't know it all, but I knew, I knew that in Central Texas, as composed to Dallas and to Austin, that there's a lot of good talent. Mm-hmm. No question. What sound do you love the most? The saxophone. Really? Uh, Don Franks. I've been lucky to have Don in my band since 77, off and on. I used to go back before I even knew him. And when I was younger, I'd go get Boots Randolph. I think a saxophone. Of course, my dad's a fiddle player. Mm -hmm. I like that. I mean, a lot of instruments I like, but. That's great. The first at the top of the list is a good saxophone yeah greg Bashera. thank you him greg is so cool right oh uh, I know. jackie fletcher from the old days and uh ron um 
the gentleman just retired a few years ago from MACT's commercial music department. He was sort of in charge. Mm-hmm. Rod, Rob Page. Yeah, Rob. Rob Page, yeah, yeah. And there's just a bunch. Of, I'm gonna, Oh, Dickie Ross from Johnny D's Rocket 88s. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to leave somebody out here. Yeah. What is your least favorite sound? Mm. Least favorite musical sound? I guess well, we're, any we're, kind we're, of sound, um, you know, whatever. You just go, I don't like the sound of that. Mm. There's several. <laughs> I ought to give all equal dislike, but... Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I dislike real heavy bass, overdone, low end hmm. music. Right. You can hear it on the streets <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even country music has got what they've added. Yeah. They think that the bass guitar and the drummer, uh, is a leader of, is the lead of the instrument. No, that's mm-hmm. a foundation. So, yeah, I remember having an argument with uh, my good friend, uh, Louis Castellaw. He was a sound man at the Mill Ranch in the 80s. When they first started adding more bass, more kick, different kick drum, and I told him, I don't like the way the kick drum sounds. It's the so way Nashville's doing it. I won't tell you how I replied to what <laughs> I thought about Nashville. But no, This ain't Nashville. <laughs> I like, you know, it's just good, good. I like a lot of music. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. What other profession would you like to try? That you that you didn't. Huh. Well, I always wanted to be a truck driver, but I learned very early I would never made it because I can't back, I can't back my car up right. <laughs> if I had to back up a trailer, I'd I'd get fired in the first week. Yeah, those so, guys and gals have to know what they're doing. I like tra- no I like traveling. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would have liked to have traveled more, and I would say I'd like to have been a truck driver, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't pursue that very long. Uh, so, what profession do you know you would not want to do? Mm. I would be a part salesman at, at any parts store. <laughs> okay, it's too much stuff to look at, and it's just too Lot much to know. <laughs> too much, too much to remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those guys. You see those things on uh, Facebook now where they say, "Here's your professional guitar player." He's over there playing. He shows his pedals over here and his songbook over here. Well, I understand some people use pedals too much and some of the best guitar players i've seen don't use them as much but as far as a singer and uh you know you gotta your memory will go on you young folks your memory is going to leave you somewhat and you start making words up yeah yeah <laughs> so it's good that. it's good to have a songbook or a <laughs> set, right. a set I... list uh, it's a it's a track to run on yeah for sure finally what do you want to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? You were just like my wife. I'll talk more about her some other time. You got to be a good friend to people and you got to have, you want to treat people like you want to be treated, but good job. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. That's right. I'm going to forgive those bad things. Come on in. <laughs> oh, Johnny Bradshaw, it's been a delight. Thank you so much. And, and again, folks can uh, learn more about Stars Over Texas Jamboree. Go yeah. to the Facebook page. Like it. Check out that. And we're, like I said, we're talking now about the December 9th Christmas edition. Things are sort of up in the air. Mm-hmm. But we've got some great 
th- folks on there. Who's this Anne Harder? Yeah. Lady? <laughs> okay. Teresa Byford and some yeah some. Some great musicians. Rainy Ray and Megan Brucker and then all of us guys, you know, the guys. Uh, it'll be a fun show. Hopefully. It'll be a fun show. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Ann. Appreciate you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.